Welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Jim. We're here this morning uh, after somewhat of an upset in a special election in Alaska yesterday. Yeah. The Democrat uh, candidate defeated Sarah Palin to fill the rest of the seat for deceased uh, Representative Don Young. Uh, yeah. What does that tell you, Jim? Well, uh, it tells me uh, that uh, the Republicans are going to have a tough election coming up on November 8th. Uh, as much as uh, you know, the, everything was going along swimmingly two months ago uh, or three months ago, it, it, there has been a decided change uh, in the electorate. Uh, it tells me that uh, maybe uh, you know, Sarah Palin w wasn't as popular uh, as she once was back when she was governor and, uh, and, and John McCain's uh, running mate, uh, but but boy, that was a, that was a real surprise. Like you said, uh, waking up this morning and, and seeing Alaska, you know, Don Young, a legend in the House of Representatives, has held that seat well since they 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 gave him that seat uh, back when when uh, when Alaska was admitted to the union. So um, yeah, real surprise, real surprise. And I think the Republicans have got to uh, they've got to find a way over the next two months. Uh, to retool a bit of their messaging uh, to, to really, uh, you know, kind of blunt from their perspective, uh, some democratic momentum. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. I, I do uh, read in a poll uh, this morning that Herschel Walker for the first time has gone somewhat ahead of, uh, of Senator Warnock. That, that's an interesting one for the Republicans, but yep. uh, certainly a, a change in the political mood uh, since the last time we recorded one of our podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, President Biden has had uh, as, as uh, consequential a, a two months here uh, as, as anybody, uh, the Manchin-Schumer deal on climate change, uh, that, that's a big deal. Um, he, gas prices are down, meat prices are down. Uh, I, I, you know, I doubt you find many of our, uh, of our builders saying that, uh, that, that building supply prices have, uh, have, have really They've moderated, but they're not back to pre-pandemic levels. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's there's been a spate of good news, except for our industry, the housing industry. That 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 is one. I, I read an article yesterday where it's this seems to be the one part of the the economy that is truly in recession. Whether or not you believe the larger economy is in recession or not, but housing certainly is. And I know you've been doing a lot of work on that too. What 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 are you hearing from uh, on the on the housing front? Well, you talk to our members and um, they're all sort of starting to uh, retrench. Um, and the smaller guys who are uh, somewhat more nimble are, are starting to look at more remodeling contracts, as I understand it, and uh, being just more cautious. It's, uh, there's a lot of question marks out there. And, you know, the, the, the good news, uh, and some of it's been economic good news, uh, for the last couple of months, prices, gas prices, uh, food prices going down, um, that could all change very quickly. And I think our members are concerned as they listen to uh, national and even, even international um, economic forecasts that uh, the economy is not going to be strong. So I, I think that's, that's what most of them are preparing for. But you mentioned the Manchin-Schumer uh, climate change bill, which is now called the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, and um, 
which I think is very funny because I don't think it does a damn thing to no. reduce inflation, no. but it does do a lot to the housing sector. And um, you and uh, 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 Susan Osmus and Jessica Lynch on our staff uh, have your teams reading through this massive bill, which creates a bunch of programs uh, that could impact our members. Why don't you please tell the listeners what you guys are doing and how we're going to inform our members and keep them up to speed. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jerry. Yeah, so like you said, massive bill uh, with with some consequential provisions in there uh, for for home for home building and remodeling. Uh, and so we are we are preparing uh, an education a series of education sessions for our members to, to navigate both the good and the bad in the bill. I mean, it was a billion dollars uh, to implement. Uh, the 2021 IECC or, or, or net zero provisions in the bill. I think uh, our, our, our state and local EOs uh, and builders are going to find that there's going to be a, a slew of lobbyists uh, from uh, all the way from the ICC uh, to the energy advocates and state houses uh, reminding uh, lawmakers that they can tap a whole bunch of money if they're just willing to elevate their, uh, their code. So I think, I think that's, uh, that's something we're, uh, we're, we're, we want to prepare our, our members uh, and our state and local associations for and give them the ammunition to, to push back on, on some of the more onerous pieces of the, of the 21 IECC. Uh, and, but th there's, a, there's a large program for, for remodeling and, and upgrading existing homes, something that we have been pushing for uh, rather than focusing on new home construction. So a way to navigate through the Department of Energy for, for grants, whether they come to the builder or consumers, there's training money in there. Perhaps our state and local associations can become training centers uh, for, uh, for, for, for code, uh, for, for electrification uh, and a variety of installs. So we're looking there as well. There's even money in there to plant more trees. And, and one of the things I know, especially out in the West, you've got a lot of jurisdictions that, that, that find builders if they're going to, when they're developing a piece of land and they have to take some trees down, either force them to plant trees somewhere else or, or pay a fine. Maybe this is a way that we are we can use this this uh, you know the billions of dollars in, in this in this bill or law uh, to to uh, to mitigate the impacts on, on our builders. So like I said, a lot to comb through. But uh, our team, Susan and Jessica and Paul Lopez, we're going to be coming out uh, with a series of uh, of webinars to help our members navigate this and, and be ready for it as it gets implemented uh, through the through the administration. I'm happy to plant a tree. So we'll pay. <laughs> I like a tree. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But, and you know, um, well, when when federal dollars are used uh, for something we like, we call it an incentive. And if they're used for something we don't like, we call it a bribe. Right. Bottom line to the listeners is we're going to find out what the bribes are in there and try and oppose them. And we're going to find out what the really good incentives are and try and and, and see that they're maximized. So right. uh, stay tuned. That'll be coming up very, very soon. And I understand we have a pretty exciting guest today. Yeah, let, let's uh, let's bring him in. But yeah, Jerry, I'm uh, I'm excited uh, as well. I think we've got uh, got a great guest, as you said. Let, let us let's introduce Jason Latona, who is the chief specialty adapted housing for the Veteran Benefits Administration. Uh, a quick quick intro to uh, for for Jason since since May of 2018, Jason has served as the chief for specialty uh, specially adapted housing at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Specifically, Jason works to assist eligible veterans and service members to access the housing adaptation grants that they have earned to live more safely and independently. And as chief, Jason is responsible for, for program policy, 
for the special, specially adapted housing program. In addition, he works to assist veterans and service members using the SAH benefit to include, including collaborating with other VA programs, veteran service organizations, and industry partners. Uh, the the, the, the uh, specially adapted housing policy team conducts out, outreach to spread awareness to the, uh, to the grant program. So uh, Jason is a former active duty Marine. Uh, and it's my understanding there's never such a thing as a former Marine, if that's correct, Jason. So uh, Jason is a Marine. Uh, with more than 20 years of experience in the residential remodeling, home building, and business management consulting industry. So uh, thank you for your service, Jason. Welcome to Housing Developments. Uh, it's great to have you. Uh, Jim, Jerry, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, Jason, I got to ask you the first question. Is your title the longest title in Washington, <laughs> D.C.? Not even close. No? No, it's not even close. We, um, uh, there are there are many more. Uh, yeah, so Chief Specially Adapted Housing, the program's kind of lengthy, so we just call it SAH. Okay, well, let's talk about SAH. Exactly what is it? So, um, the uh, great question, and again, thanks for having me on today. Um, so, Specially Adapted Housing Benefit Program um, has been actively funding adaptation projects for veterans since 1948. Um, at that time, uh, Congress determined the country needed to provide accessible housing for paraplegic veterans who were injured during the World Wars um, and who were unable to actually live in traditionally designed homes. So our, our program awards monetary grants to provide physical adaptations to eligible veterans and service members' homes to provide a quality of life, um, improved quality of life for the most severely disabled veterans. Um, how the projects take shape is unique for each situation. Uh, we work with the veterans and their selected builders uh, to tailor the design features um, to meet their individual needs. We have, uh, we have three different grants within the SAH program, and they range from $20,000 to over $100,000. And each one is designed to meet the needs of veterans with specific and unique disabilities. So they might include loss or loss of use of multiple limbs, permanent blindness, severe burns, uh, breathing injuries, ALS, Parkinson's, or, or many others. Um, and follow-up on that. Sure. Um, our members have been involved with um, a, a, a lot of these uh, private sector charitable programs, uh, Homes for Our Troops and the Gary Sinise Foundation. Do you guys work with them? We do. So um, a majority of the veterans that they assist um, are also eligible for other VA grants, but they may not know it. So we work very closely with these other nonprofit groups. You mentioned several homes for our troops, Gary Sinise, Operation Finally Home. There are, there are many out there, Purple Heart Homes, who do fantastic work. Um, what we're able to do, what, what makes us a little bit different is um, veterans are able to apply these grants towards uh, a home being built, whether it's being built by a private contractor or by a nonprofit. But yeah, we do have a very good relationship. If we find veterans who have adaptation needs, but for some reason might not be eligible for one of our grants, we refer them directly to one of those excellent nonprofit organizations. Jason, how, do, how, 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 how does a veteran uh, re receive eligibility through the program? You said sometimes they may not meet eligibility. Give us some, what, what, are the, what are the requirements? Sure. Great question. Um, so, how the whole disability claim process starts with, with the VA is ver veterans submit a claim for disability compensation. Uh, 
Um, they submit it to the VA and it's based upon the disabilities caused by their military service or service connected. Um, if the veteran determines they're eligible for one of the grants, then we get contacted or where. So um, we have a great list of um, eligibility requirements on our website. We can point for, uh, folks towards as well. But usually it's um, things I mentioned previously, loss or loss of use of multiple limbs. Um, the PACT Act was recently passed, which has to do with uh, breathing injury, inhalation injury. There may be veterans who are eligible due to that. But all that happens by VA's compensation service. They, they do the rating and they designate a percentage and which um, disability codes a veteran will get. And that determines what programs like SAH that they might be eligible for. Sadly, it occurs to me that there's probably a lot more veterans who need this than there is a dollars to go around. It, it's it's always the case, and um, you know it's it's great to see when um, when Congress over the decades has you know uh, upped the ante a little bit and set aside more funding for our veterans who are you know out there on the front lines and coming home injured. Uh, and that we're taking care of. One of the cool things about the specially adapted housing program is I have no cap. So um, last year we had a record year. We delivered over 2,300 specially adapted housing grants for over $150 million. So Congress has been very aware of this, uh, the need for this, and they have not put a cap on our grant specifically. So the veteran would apply to you guys for the grant and uh, he does, he gets the grant and then he would go to the builder and, and, and uh, you know, make the adaptations to his house or build a specially modified house. Is that pretty much the process? It is, yeah. The, um, another neat thing about our program is we, we call ourselves a veteran's choice program. So the VA does not tell a veteran who to use. Um, we recommend veterans go out and get multiple bids from, from different builders and so they can compare apples to apples. But um, when it comes down to it, the veteran chooses which company they want to contract with and to get the work done. Um, that's one of the most important elements of, of our program. So just like any similar project, uh, the veterans are going to look to their builders to provide expertise in design and construction, help them navigate the permits inspection process, things like that, select products, and overall just deliver a more accessible and safe space where they can live more independently. Do, do you interact with the builder? I'm, I'm curious as you know, many of our, our listeners uh, either are involved or, or may become involved with the project. Does the, the your department deal with the builders directly or is it strictly through the veteran? Um, both. Um, so when a veteran is determined to be eligible for our program, they're assigned a specially adapted housing agent. And we have about 175 of those across the country. Um, we, we also deliver these grants overseas, I'll say. So, and that's handled out of our policy team directly. So, so we're working with builders in across Europe and the Pacific Rim and um, South America, uh, delivering these grants as well, which, which could be a challenge. Um, but the majority of our grants obviously are here in the United States. And so once a veteran is determined to be eligible, we, we assign a specially adapted housing agent. That agent will work with the veteran um, to develop their grant package and determine what adaptations they need and also assist them as they're finding a builder. And then that agent will also communicate with the builder to help the builder navigate the process. Because obviously this is a little different than a traditional project um, that builders might might usually uh, undertake. So that agent is available. Um, the better the builder will have the agent's phone number, and will be able to communicate directly with the agent 
um, at the VA to help navigate the project. I guess what I what I would like to explore a little bit here, Jason, is how can our organization best position our members to be available to these veterans when they get the grants uh, to compete for the bids? Um, do you envision any way we can work together on this? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, NEHB has is, is been around a long time, and um, I was very familiar with it as a home builder myself back in the day, and you provide great services uh, to, to, your, to your members. And I, I think the biggest thing we want to do is just communicate to the builders out there, take some of the mystique and uh, you know, discomfort around these different kinds of programs and, and show that it's kind of, it's more accessible. Not only is it more accessible than people think, it's actually a reliable source of income and it might open them up to a different kind of niche they haven't looked before to help uh, expand their business and keep their business going. Right now, when um, I think one of the services that organizations like NHB provide is when there's a downtime, a downturn in the market, you're always communicating other avenues where businesses can be successful. And this should just be another tool in the toolbox. So um, the more builders that know about this and can have questions answered um, when they're either approached by a veteran or if they want to start um, positioning themselves to market to this organization, you know, we can, we can help them do that. Well, you know, we have our international builder show coming up in February. Um, there'll probably be close to a hundred thousand uh, builders there. It, it may be something where we could set up an education session at the show uh, for you or one of your staff to, because I'm sure that as an ex home builder, you'd have no interest in coming and walking the show floor or anything like that. Well, I, yeah, I got to admit, so I've been I've been there the last three shows I've been there. And uh, yeah, I'm like a kid in the candy store, just like all the rest of the guys there and, and the ladies who are in the in the trade. So um, we, we, we'd love to, we'd love to do that and speak directly with the industry and um, uh, and kind of, again, break down some of the barriers and help builders, uh, you know, understand how they can they can use SAH grants. Um, follow the process that we have, which is again, slightly different than what they're used to uh, with getting money up front and things like that. Our payment process is a little different, um, but they can still use that money to um, benefit veterans and also continue to reinvest in their company and charge their normal markup and profit and, and, and services. This, this is um, something that will make happen. We'll, we'll definitely make sure that uh, we have you, you there and we get a good audience for you at the IBS for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, as you say, our members need new avenues and are always looking for ways to improve their business. But this is also part of being an American. And uh, we will make sure that our guys who are among the most patriotic in the world, you know that, uh, will we'll, we'll flock to it, I'm sure. And that's excellent. And, and thank you so much for that. Yeah, I mean, the, the American building industry loves our veterans and are extremely patriotic. And, um, and a lot of our business owners are veterans themselves. They want to do this work. And, you know, our, our partner nonprofits do an amazing job and they're able to um, build homes for veterans uh, using the time that's donated by builders and suppliers and things that do an amazing job. This is also an avenue for our American builders to contribute to our most severely disabled veterans and to improve their lives while also being able to reinvest in their companies. 
you know, an interesting point, we've got over 5,000 builders in our database right now who have successfully completed at least one specially adapted housing project. Over 100 of them have done more than 10 projects, 15 have done over 50, and we even have two that have done over 100 projects. So, you know, we find these builders who realize that this is a, this is a pretty profitable niche they can participate in. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that's what other builders will find out as well once they start to participate. Well, we'll look into it. We'll see if uh, if any of those guys that are uh, already in your database are members of ours and might be willing to help us with the education session. Excellent. That would be great. Hey, Jason, before before we go, uh, for, for the members who aren't already engaged with you, where, where can they get more information? So that's the easy part. So um, really all they need to do is for the veterans, they can download our 60 page handbook for design, which goes through the entire program as well, the, including the responsibilities of the builders and the veterans. Um, sample designs, all kinds of things are included there. Um, but we also have a, um, we also have a phone number. Um, so veterans can call uh, eight, or I'm sorry, builders can call 877-827-827. 3702-877-827-3702 and just select the option for SAH and that'll take them directly to somebody who's knowledgeable about the SAH program and can answer their questions. Great, thank you. And uh, obviously anything, any questions people have, um, we're always happy to provide any kind of information needed. Um, you know, we're all CAP certified too. You know, it's one of the first things we did was get our CAP certification and, um, I think one of our dreams is also somewhere in that CAPS um, curriculum is showing some of these other avenues where, okay, now you've done your, your CAPS training. What does that mean? What can you do with it? Well, here, here's an avenue to get practice and to get paid for doing very specific adapted design and construction. Because we do, the name, of the, the name of the game for us is fully accessible roll-in showers, zero threshold, um, accessible sinks, ramps, everything that you need to have a wheelchair accessible home or a home that takes into account the smart technology needs of blinded veterans, veterans with severe burns. So it just really dovetails off of the CAP certification and it lets them apply the skills they just learned while also making money, um, which is just so important. So that's always been kind of a dream of mine as, as well. Well, Jason, we really appreciate your taking the time. This is an, not only an, an exciting opportunity, it's an important opportunity. And having you on and, and letting us publicize this to our builders is uh, very exciting. And uh, we look forward to working with you in the future. So thanks for being with us. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been an honor and look forward to working with you guys. And thanks to all your builders out there who are slugging it out during these tough economic times, because that's really what makes the American engine go. Appreciate it. Thank you. You know, Jim, when we have a guy like Jason on um, who uh, represents the best of, of uh, the Americans uh, in Washington, D.C., well, you can tell he just cares so much about not only getting his job done, but getting it done right and, and helping the people that he's supposed to help. It really sort of reinforces why guys uh, come to the city in the first place. Yeah, uh, boy, I mean, I know, you know, you talked about you know, billions of dollars and I think 48,000 uh, grants uh, that, that they've, they've, they've pushed out the door to help uh, these wounded, wounded veterans. But, but boy, you can't 
you can't help thinking that, you know, that's a great success story, but 48,000 men and women who have been impacted uh, by, by wars. And as we get ready to, to head towards the 21st anniversary of 9-11, it's, it, this is a great, a great way to remind ourselves how lucky we are uh, that there's, uh, there's people uh, out there defending uh, American values and American freedom across the globe. And, and, and the least we can do is take care of those who've taken care of us. I completely agree. So um, thanks, Jason. And uh, to our listeners, we, we do anticipate uh, bringing uh, Jason or somebody to the IBS. And if you're interested, please uh, reach out to NHB and we'll make sure you know where and when that uh, session will be held. For now, I guess uh, that's all we have for today. Jim, have a great uh, holiday weekend with your family. And uh, we will be back again on the next episode of Housing Developments. Till then, I'm Jim Topol. You're Jerry Howard. Have a good day. I still am. Yeah.